My entitled mother gets furiously angry when my wife and I choose a different name for our newborn child. As my entitled mother claimed that we were breaking a family tradition by naming our son anything other than the family name that she chose out for us. Here's what happened. So this situation happened about 14 years ago at this point. At the time I was 21 and my wife was 22 and we were happy to announce that we were expecting our first child. We had been trying for a while and had been told by the wife's doctor that she had some complications that would make it very difficult for her to conceive. I don't remember what the issue was, but it wasn't impossible. It was just incredibly difficult. We had basically given up on trying. We were just enjoying our lives together and having the back burner hope that it might happen one day. But eventually it did. We were both overjoyed and terrified. Nothing is as real as finding out that you are expecting a child and it can be a lot to take in all at once. Everyone around us in our extended family family is so excited. We get congratulated by a lot of people in the family. My dad was probably the most wholesome I'd ever seen or heard him be when we told him the news. My mom was also over the moon at the news that we announced to them, but her attitude very quickly changed when we started looking for a name for our child. After the first couple of months, we started really trying to hunt down names. We had already considered and rejected the idea of naming our son after any kind of family member. We just weren't interested in that. We both subscribe to the idea that the sound of a name is important. Your name is the very first impression that people will have of you. Before ever even looking into your eyes, they can already have an opinion of you. And we wanted it to be a good one. I'm not going to get into what names we chose as opposed to what names we rejected because it really would be a lot. And I'm not trying to bash on anyone else's names. And I think now that actions are much more important than how a name sounds. But when we told the family what we decided to name our child, one person took umbrage with our choice and they seemed incredibly offended and of course it was my entitled mother according to my mother at least one person in each generation needs to have this certain name she tried to claim that it's a family name and she practically wailed at me when I wouldn't budge and name our child that she then started screeching it's the same name that I gave you and for the record I do not like my first name and I am never called by it I am mostly called by a nickname or my last name. Never my first name. I don't hate it. I just don't feel like it suits me or my personality. It is not a silly or archaic name. It's just not for me. You would think that this would be a small incident, but no. It really turned into quite a big thing. I can't remember exactly what she said, but suffice to say, she literally tried to imply that we were the biggest traitors to the family, and we were tearing down her tradition. She blamed my wife, saying that she had brainwashed me into it and all of that. For the record, I was the one who came up with a name that we ended up going with for our child. But eventually things get quite spicy as I talk to my grandma about this supposed tradition. But my grandma blows the lid off the entire experience, explaining that my mom named me the name that I have today and then decided suddenly that this was going to be a tradition. And when this was explained to me, I was blown away, basically proving that my mom was a complete liar. Because of this situation, we had several months of no contact after that because frankly, we didn't want to deal with her BS any longer. Our son is now about 14 years old, and we are so happy that we didn't get forced into the name my mom was choosing for us, because the name simply didn't fit my son, and we like our name that we chose for him much more than what she tried to force on us. Not only is this a really weird thing to get offended by, but it's also something that you just can't force on other new parents. Like, you just don't get a claim on what name you're going to give their children. Like, that's just not how it works. And I also love the fact 
that she seriously tried to claim that this was some kind of ongoing tradition. She basically heavily implied that this goes all the way back to some ancient name that the families use forever. But in reality, the original poster is the only one with that name. And this weird, entitled mother just decided, okay, time to start a tradition. Like seriously, this lady needs to chill out. So good for the original poster for standing their ground and not letting their mom choose the name for their kid. Because now you can see that would have been a terrible decision. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My job is incredibly toxic, and despite working there for several years, I'm getting the short end of the stick no matter what. And I've simply had enough, and I'm probably going to quit. Here's what happened. So I've worked at this restaurant for several years now, and this was a place that I was proud to work at for several years. But new management came in twice, and it kind of ruined everything. We have been chronically understaffed since coming back from COVID-19. Every time we lose a worker, they're not replaced. We haven't hired someone new in three years, and we have one-third the staff that we used to. We are down to five bartenders, and at my restaurant, bartenders have a whole section and a half to take care of. So five bartenders for a seven-day schedule is not enough, and worst of all, two of those people will be out of commission in a week, one leaving for surgery and the other leaving because even though she worked 40 hours a week, my manager still declined her benefits. So it's all very frustrating. Also, over the Christmas season, I had plane tickets to see my dad. I would have gone from the West Coast over to the East Coast. So I requested time off so I could get that done and have that time with my dad. But guess what? I didn't get a single day off that I requested. And I had to not go on my trip just to be there for work. So there was no reimbursement for my $2,000 plane ticket. And the morning of Christmas Eve, my manager texted me calling out the same week I was supposed to be out of town. He claimed to be sick with COVID. However, he confided in a mutual friend that he had planned on calling out sick before the holiday. I tried to take it with grace, and I punched in as management for the days that my manager was gone, seeing as I handled phasing, guest resolution, and much more. But when I got my paycheck, my manager had put me back at minimum wage for every shift. That's four shift I worked acting as manager without any of the extra pay. Yes, I collected tips, but so did two other bartenders and five servers. But I was the only one to take on management duties. I offered to take over interviews, orientations, training, and whatever else is needed for hiring new employees, while also promoting from within in order to try and solve the chronic problem of low staffing. Now, as a reminder, two out of five bartenders are going to be gone, and I was seriously told that we don't need any replacement. So we are about to have three bartenders for a seven-day schedule, which is honestly unacceptable. But things get worse from there, as the cherry on top of all of this is that my manager is very clearly spending some quality time with one of the bartenders. So that makes everything a little bit more difficult as usual. I usually couldn't care less about interprofessional relationships. But recently, that bartender that's spending some quality time with a manager has pulled me aside saying that she hates me and apparently everyone else does too. Mind you, she's getting all the best shifts. She's making the most money even though I've been working there for seven years longer. She thinks that my personality is the worst case of fakeness that she's ever seen. Now, I usually don't let these things bother me. We all have good, bad, great, and worse moments with our co-workers. But she approached me in public, and after I walked away, she followed me, reiterating my insecurity as being the supposed reason why I'm not fighting back. She was clearly under the influence or whatever would pass as that, and even though she bombarded me in public, that wasn't enough. She sat down with multiple regular customers and complained that I don't value her opinion of me and how she is scared to work with me. I am so done with this place. I'm honestly going to leave no matter what. 
I'm over this place. And ever since a previous manager left way back in the day, it has not been worth working here for a second. I want this place to close down in some way. I want them to see the errors of their ways. And I truly wish that this entire place would just fall apart. That sounds like a miserable place to work. Not only has your boss committed time card fraud, but he also has very clearly pushed you aside and doesn't value having enough workers to get stuff done. Like that's just extremely disturbing in my opinion. And not to mention the fact that he is literally hooking up with one of the bartenders that works at the restaurant. I mean, what's happening right now, how she's getting all the best shifts and how she's getting all the advantages in this place of business is the very reason why interprofessional relationships are typically banned in most workplaces. Because nepotism and favoritism can completely overshadow the people who have worked there for the longest and overshadows their longevity and their hard work. And that, in my opinion, is completely unfair. The original poster even goes on to say that they sometimes serve expired food to their customers, which is really disgusting. And they have even tried to get the health department involved in this process to try and report these violations to people who can take care of it. But overall, I think you have the right idea. You absolutely need a new job and you will be much happier working in a place that doesn't treat you like garbage and overlook your talents, but instead will give you exactly what you deserve as a hardworking employee. My girlfriend gets sad or upset about something every time I'm with my family or friends, and I'm really starting to believe that this isn't a coincidence anymore, and at this point, I don't know what to do. Exactly as the title implies, whenever I'm not with my girlfriend and I'm spending time with my family or my friends, she'll become distant and cold while talking over text, but it always seems to be something else. Today, for example, she claims she feels like she ruined our New Year's kiss because she didn't give any passion in our kiss, which is true, but I told her it was okay because I knew that she was tired and I wasn't hurt by it. Truth be told, I was, but I usually have to coddle her when she's sad or upset about anything or it will just make the situation worse. I sent her a long, heartfelt message trying to reassure her that I love us being together and that I don't think she ruined anything. She responded by saying that she really appreciates that and that it means a lot to her. I told her, I really think she should openly and honestly talk about how she feels so I can reassure her, but all she ever says is just short statements like, I'm sad. She also said, I'm not going to do anything today. I'm just going to lay on this couch and do nothing. But then she wants me to FaceTime her later when I'm free. To be completely honest, I feel like this level of codependency is starting to really weigh on our relationship. Of course, I want to call her and help her out. That's all I've ever wanted to do. But when she admits that she isn't going to do anything until I call her and make her feel better, I can't help but feel like I'm the only way she'll ever feel better. She keeps saying stuff like, I'm just all alone, but it's fine. I'm just lonely and sad and I'm not going to do anything. And this is literally what she will say. It's not an exaggeration. I would drive to her house to try and be with her as well as just to help her in general, but it's snowing a lot and the roads are bad. I just don't want to risk it. This type of behavior happens a lot. Almost any time I start hanging out with friends or say I'm talking with family, she suddenly has something that's making her sad when she was perfectly fine up until I told her I was doing something. I check on her periodically through the day and see how she's doing and she's always happy and smiling but the second I'm with friends or family, there is something wrong. Of course she never says that it's because I'm with family or friends. It's always just something else but it always comes up as soon as I'm doing something else and then she won't tell me anything that's wrong until I'm not with them which I understand not wanting to talk about something while I'm busy but she only first brings it up the second that I am busy. This happens nearly every single time I go out with my friends or family and it simply cannot be a coincidence at this point.
point. There is no way that every time I become busy and can't give her all of my attention that something bad happens to her. I can't even bring this up because I know she'll say she isn't trying to do that and she'll become hysterical and start crying and apologizing like crazy all the way up until I reassure her that I'm just overthinking and that it's all in my head. She refuses to do anything to help herself or allow me to help in any kind of way. She doesn't even want time alone or anything like that. She wants constant attention. For two and a half years we've dated and we've texted 24-7 and that's because that's what she wants. And when she is annoyed and tired, she still wants to be texting 24-7 without break. She even criticizes our other friends' couples who text a lot saying it's probably suffocating for them but ignores the fact that this is what we do but way worse. I'm at a point where I really don't know what to do. I don't know how to help her. What should I do? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The way your girlfriend is acting is incredibly toxic and it's behavior that really needs to stop. Some kind of boundaries clearly need to be set up between the two of you because this is extremely clingy and I can completely understand where you're coming from. So hopefully this works out between the two of you and hopefully one day you're able to spend time with your friends and family without her getting all bent out of shape and pretending to be upset just so you can pay attention to her. My boyfriend and I are constantly arguing as he accuses me of cheating and I always have to defend myself and tell him that I'm not and I honestly don't know what to do so I met my boyfriend through a dating app a few months ago he seemed to be someone who has had a lot of partners he has never been married or had any kids and was just looking for fun on our first date and we did have a great first date I did spend some quality time with him and I left in the morning because I felt uncomfortable talking to him the day after especially after we had just met he messaged me after I left his place and I told him that I would like to see him again little by little he started showing more interest. A month later, it was my birthday, and he gave me a used set of golf clubs, and he also took me out for a nice dinner. Fast forward three months later, and he asked me to be his girlfriend, and I said yes, but the issues started to begin right then and there. He was worried if I was a serial dater, or if I had a high body count, but neither of those are true, and he kept using evidence of our first date, like me leaving in the morning, and spending quality time with him on the first date, as some kind of clue of what really is going on. Two weeks after we started dating, I caught COVID and I was quarantined as well and he said he wanted to talk to me. He started talking about the nonsense evidence again and I always felt like I had to prove my loyalty and explain to him that I genuinely like spending time with him. He ended up breaking up with me and I had a very terrible time spending time by myself, not to mention getting rejected and sick at the same time. So I made a Tinder account and he found me there and screenshot me and just kept arguing. He would say things 
things like females have their way of life and when they meet a favorable person they drop their old ways. He kept saying nasty general comments and all I kept doing was trying to defend myself. I made a catfish account the night before he asked me to be his girlfriend again and lo and behold he matched it but never said anything after I said hi. We ended up getting back together the next day but eventually he kept bringing up the fact that I was on Tinder five minutes after we broke up. I honestly had no intention of going back into the dating game but didn't mind talking to people. So every week for two months he'd go weird and silent and bring up the idea again that I'm some kind of serial dater and this would lead to many arguments between the two of us. But I just kept my cool every time. Every time he'd argue he would tell me to leave his house and this would sometimes be at one in the morning. I would never leave because I couldn't drive home due to sometimes being under the influence and I definitely was not going to do that. We would eventually get over the subject but he would complain that these issues were never resolved. Eventually I confronted him about his Tinder account and he lied to me that he wasn't on it so I showed it right to his face and right then and there he had no argument. Now I'm easy to forgive him because he never talked to anyone and at that point we were spending every single weekend together. All I told him though was that it was time to delete the accounts. December rolls around and he has this weird silent moment again where he once again makes all these outlandish statements and basically implies that I'm trying to cheat on him and he even tried to imply that in my free time I'm trying to do that which is not true. After two days of being cold I called him and for 20 minutes he was just dismissive obviously wanting to get off the phone with me so I started bawling my eyes out and I called my family in Brazil immediately I decided to leave Canada on December 24th and spend Christmas with people who love and trust me I saw him the next day and he apologized for treating me poorly I ended up telling him I'm leaving and these are the consequences of his actions he then freaks out and starts pulling the Christmas decorations and the tree down he also puts the gifts I bought him in the garbage along with the tree giving me all of this to take home with me but to make a long story short we have gone back and forth over and over again and it really feels like our relationship truly is constantly on edge I've got to be completely honest here this relationship sounds like an absolute mess I skipped a lot of details because there's just so much lying and backstabbing that goes back and forth between the two of these people the boyfriend really does weigh heavily when it comes to being at fault but the original poster is just as guilty like the original poster at one point even talks about pulling a fast one on their boyfriend and basically pulling the wool over his eyes and deceiving him in some ways and he's doing the same to her. This really honestly from the outside looking in just does not sound like a good relationship. It sounds like they're both just trying to play games and it really does not sound like you two love each other in the right way. So hopefully you can work that out because from what you've described this doesn't sound healthy and I seriously just don't see this relationship lasting for very long. My girlfriend cheated on me and I have decided to end things after a month of deliberation but the situation has complicated and now I honestly am not sure how to go about doing this. So as per the title my girlfriend of 5 years informed me that she had cheated on me with one of her friends while on a trip away from me. She had always gone on a lot of trips with people, one on one or in small groups, but I trusted her and I had no issues with this. She informed me 3 months after it happened that she spent some quality time with one of her friends in a hotel room if you know what I mean. She actually discussed it with a mutual friend first before telling me to ask whether she should actually inform me that it happened, which upset me a bit more on top of the act itself. She claims that this was a one-time thing, and nothing like this had happened or would happen again. She was obviously very remorseful, but this was still a massive shock. She had cheated on a past boyfriend, which always worried me a little bit, but he was a really terrible part.
partner, so I understood to some extent the circumstances. My initial instinct was to straight up break up, but I decided to give it a couple of months on the basis that she would show what I believed to be remorse, as well as steps to change herself. Part of me worries that I initially made this decision based on the complications of a breakup, especially being that we own a house together and that we have a dog. I pushed this to the side though, as I genuinely loved her and I didn't want things to end. I realized shortly before Christmas that this simply wasn't working for me, as I could no longer see a future with her. We had discussed marriage and kids, but I can't imagine that with someone who cheated on me. I decided to wait until after Christmas to break up, just to avoid complicating the existing holiday plans. However, on Christmas Eve, her dad was diagnosed with late-stage cancer. Doctors have suggested that he has around three months to live, though it could be less. My girlfriend, who is a nurse, has stopped working temporarily to become a full-time caregiver for her dad, along with her sister, as they don't really have anyone else who can help. Part of me thinks I should delay the breakup, and one of my friends thinks it would be cruel to break up with her now, with everything going on. I think it would be worse for me to now hold off on breaking up with her, as I have no idea how long it is before it would be a good time for that to take place. I honestly presume that there will never be a great time, but this timing is particularly awful. I feel terrible about this timing though, and despite what she has done, I would like to remain friends with my girlfriend due to the groups of mutual friends that we have, and also because she has been my best friend for like seven years now. I don't want to ruin any chance at friendship by doing something rash, but I think it would be wrong to stay with her when I know I want to end things. She has moved back in with her dad and is coming home to our shared house once or twice a week currently. Should I break up with her when she comes back to one of these visits? I feel horrible and I don't know if that's the right way to approach the situation or if I should go about this in a different way. What should I do? This situation really sucks. This is like the definition of worst case scenario. She very clearly was unfaithful to you but it sounds like you do care about her at least to the extent of like, hey, maybe we could just be friends and that very well could happen and if you do decide to go about breaking up with her, you don't have to do it in such a bad way. Like this really could be a mutual parting between the two of you, but it doesn't mean that you won't be supportive of her, if that makes any sense. I think you really need to reflect on the fact that she did cheat on you. Like that really is something that is unacceptable. And I'm completely with you. If my significant other decided to do that to me, I would also be absolutely livid. There's no way I would let that slide. And I don't think there's ever going to be a really good time to make that choice of saying, hey, we're going to break up. So hopefully with whatever you decide to do, you at least remember what you want in this relationship because I really think that's important moving forward no matter what you choose. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.